Warning, the podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word... Amateurs. It's Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. We call attention to and call out the amateurs, the people who are doing life wrong, the speed bumps of life, the people that are in your way every day, the unintelligent, obnoxious, attention whoring, self entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills and are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation, it's not just a podcast, it's a movement. This is episode 186, Defund the Celebrities. As always, fans first, shouts out to the entire Gilliland family, as well as the Menegos, two families that were in attendance of a recent show that I had at Crackpot's Comedy Club in Maslin, Ohio. Hey, another special group needs your attention. August 14th is Gay Uncle Day, also known as Gunkles. Not exactly sure what an uncle's sexuality has to do with anything, or what being gay has to do with being an uncle, but to be on the safe side, just assume your uncle is gay and make sure you praise him and include him and reassure him that his sexuality affects everyone's life. Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Topic number one. This one's a twofer. Now remember, in Amateur Nation, celebrities, especially celebs who haven't been relevant since God was a child, have opinions that are more valid than yours and thus they are truth and gospel. Enter George Takei, a one-trick pony who had a run on Star Trek last century and somehow has milked it for decades. That and his sexuality, which, as we all know, defines a human being. And in Amateur Nation, if your sexuality is anything but straight, well, (laughs) then your flapping gums deserve extra credit. This talentless nothing dropped two bombshells recently, one shocking and frankly criminal, the other just flat-out stupid. Which to cover first? All right, well, let's do the stupid first. Sulu recently posted, Crazy thought, but those 20 billion AR-15s now in this country could sure arm a lot of Ukrainians. Pausing for, really? Sarah Gonzalez, host of The News and Why It Matters on Blaze TV and CEO of American Beauty, along with every other person with half a brain in pronation, summed it up perfectly. Thanks for acknowledging the entire reason the Second Amendment is so important, genius. Right? I mean, here's a guy who says, boy, those 20 million AR-15s in the United States could sure arm a lot of Ukrainians. Let them get their own guns. But also, that is exactly the point of having guns, to protect yourself from an invasion. And criminals. And the bad guy trying to take your freedom, your house, your wife, your husband, your kids, your property. Your life. And now the shocking and criminal. Headline, and this is not news, but shocking and criminal nonetheless, Taco Bell spokesman George Takei defends losing his virginity to a man at 13 because the man was attractive. 
Uh, someone look up the word brag for George Takei. I don't think he knows what it means. He's a complete amateur. New rule, if you're a victim of statutory rape, it's okay if the other person is attractive. Maybe that's the reason the Jelaine Maxwell client listed hidden. They're all hotties. But going back to 2017, George Takei revealed he lost his virginity to a 19-year-old camp counselor when he was only 13. Takei, now 79, said he was willingly seduced by a pretty attractive blonde counselor at a summer camp. Takei describes the experience as wonderful and delightful. It's here where amateurs see this story as homophobic rather than a 13-year-old being taken advantage of by a 19-year-old man who knew better. If it were a 13-year-old girl being taken advantage of by an older man, all hell would rightfully break loose. And now part two. Oh, uh -oh okay. This just in. I know you're worried about gas prices, your elementary school-aged kids being subjected to drag shows against their will, China on the brink of overtaking Taiwan, President Coloring Book can't spell his name, but CNN.com has said that Demi Lovato, singer and former Disney Channel actor, has started to use she pronouns again. Okay, eight solid hours of sleep, here I come. Sidebar, ever notice a lot of former Disney kids are really messed up? How did Justin Timberlake go unscathed? Way back in 2021, when Demi Lovato's mood was different, Little Miss Autotune came out as non-binary and changed her pronouns to they, which as we know, science has proven, is stupid. But the wind changed direction, or maybe it was climate change, but her words, she's been feeling more feminine and went back to she. I'm such a fluid, meaning mentally ill, person when it comes to my gender, my sexuality, my music, my creativity, Lovato said. Now, let's review. She was non-binary, meaning she's not solely male nor female. Now, she's queer and pansexual. And if you remember the highly rated episode 147, Are You Amateur Sexual? Pansexual means... Individuals who could experience sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction to any person, regardless of that person's gender, sex, or sexuality. Notice it doesn't mention level of attractiveness. So your sexual urges can go any direction, but not to anyone. Sounds legit. Also, she's queer again, referring to episode 147. Go back and give it a listen if you want to laugh really hard. Uh, she's queer again, meaning she's not exclusively heterosexual. That's their definition. But also remember, she's fluid, meaning that, quote, sexuality, sexual attraction, and sexual behavior can change over time and be dependent on the situation. Remember when many people posted their mood on social media? Feeling happy, feeling sad, which in my opinion, any posting of any mood should have equated to feeling the need for attention and or feeling pathetic. Well, get on the ball, social media. Dive in with both feet. Give Amateur Nation a sexuality update button. Feeling queer. Feeling pansexual. Feeling non-libidoist asexual. And yes, that's a thing found on episode 147. Here's something that may not seem important, but worth noting. The article says the Cool for the Summer singer is set to release their... <laughs> 
<laughs> CNN just has an article saying that Demi Lovato changed her pronouns back to she, but they still write there. They're calling Demi Lovato, Demi Lovato there. Anyway, the cool for the summer singer is set to release her next album, Holy Fuck, later this month. One of the songs, Skin of My Teeth, which was inspired by Lovato's health challenges after a 2018 overdose, which caused multiple strokes and brain damage. And there you have it. Oh, also, Demi Lovato's music seriously sucks. Topic number two. If you're a regular listener of this show, you know I'm a car guy. Not a gearhead. I mean, I have a rudimentary knowledge of how cars work and mechanics and what various parts do. But I'm definitely a car enthusiast. The NHRA is my favorite sport, if not one of my favorite things in life and America. And that's the truth. I'm an NHRA member, and I've attended a lot of drag races over the years, and I watch it every time it's on TV. I'm also a Formula One fan. Not so much NASCAR, since they screwed up all the rules and these new stages they have, and they got woke and ignored Bubba Wallace's criminal activity and pandered to the noisy minority. But if it involves cars and racing and speed and noise, I'll probably watch it. I love the speed, the noise, the competition, the skill, and yes, even the art of racing. Which leads me to also divulge to you that I'm an art fan and an art collector with over 30 original pieces of wall and functional art in my home. That being said, sometimes I'm in shorts and an NHRA trucker hat at a race and other times, like a few weeks ago, you'll find me at an art museum or a natural history museum. And it got me thinking. Race fans, especially NHRA and NASCAR fans, have a reputation or rather a stereotype of being any or all of the following. Rednecks, uneducated, stupid, goofy-looking, poorly dressed or sloppy, drunken, rowdy, racist, and poor. And by the way, rednecks wear that label with pride. Because being a redneck means you're self-sufficient. You're pro-America. You work hard. You have strong morals. You take care of your family. You do it yourself. Now... Like any time you insult someone, if you call them a stupid redneck or a stupid Italian or a stupid racial slur, that's different. But rednecks are proud people, and every redneck I ever met, salt-of-the-earth, quality human beings. Museum-going types have the reputation of being any or all of the following. Educated, stuffy, well-mannered, smart, attractive, sharply dressed, poised, racist snooty, snobby, and rich. Having been to lots of races over the years, on the local level and national level, and having been to some of the best art and natural history museums in the United States, I can honestly say this. People are better behaved, friendlier, more tolerant, more accepting, and are just generally better and more fun to be around at the races than any museum I've ever been to. I can honestly say I've never been to an NHRA drag race event and seen a fight, a person who overindulged in alcohol, or an act of racism. Hey, I'm sure there have been fights and racist conversations or confrontations or drunken behavior has happened. I'm just saying I've never seen it. I'm not naive, but I've never seen it. Years ago, I took an ex-girlfriend to the drag races at legendary Pomona, California. We had a cooler full of chicken, sandwiches, bottled water, chips, and cookies. 
There was a break in the action, and we wanted to use the restrooms, grab a beer, stretch our legs for a bit. She said, well, what do we do with our stuff? And I said, ah, don't even worry about it. You can leave your purse here, too. On the bleachers, she was dumbfounded. I told the guys behind me, can you guys keep an eye on this stuff? There's food in there if you want it. They didn't even blink. They, they just kept watching their races going on it. We were gone easily a half an hour. Came back, nothing was touched. She couldn't believe it. Flash forward to just a couple months ago. We were at the NHRA races again. Different track, this time Norwalk, Ohio. Different, better girlfriend. And she too noticed how everyone gets along commenting a huge variety of people, races, ages, and no issues. She also noticed how kids, even young preteens, would go off and explore on their own. Yes, in pairs or groups, but nonetheless, on their own, without parents. Completely safe. The kids could be kids, and the parents knew they would be fine. People at races tend to look out for each other. We also went to a local round track course, Midvale Raceway in Ohio. Same thing, much smaller scale. The really little kids who weren't really interested in the races just went off to a nearby field to throw a football and play tag. You know, be kids. The following week, we went to the Natural History Museum in Cleveland, Ohio. Signs to wear masks in the parking deck. Signs to wear masks in the museum entrance. And luckily, they did not enforce it. Rowdy children running through the museum, endangering the priceless exhibits. Parents doing nothing, not keeping an eye on their kids, no one using their museum voices. People were as loud there as they are at a drag race. And don't think for a second, just because this culture that the people were all dressed up and poised. Adults were dressed like slobs, playing their cell phones with the speakerphone on while talking on the phone or watching TikTok crap. Very little sense of decorum from the adults there. Now, granted, you see all shapes and sizes, good-looking and shockingly odd-looking people at both types of events, races and museums. And no, it simply doesn't matter of their appearance. But the last two times I was at a natural history museum in Los Angeles, the kids were so unruly running through the priceless gemstone exhibits that they almost knocked them down and I had to ask the docent to do something about it, which she did not. And having been to countless art galleries in LA, I no longer want to hear how race fans are hicks or that somehow museum types are better than race fans. Not everything is Talladega Nights. Funny movie, but that's, that's just what that is. It's a funny movie. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Car folk are the best folk. They're salt of the earth, stronger family values, sense of community. Usually judge people based on their actions, manners, social skills. Go to an NHRA or NASCAR event. You'll hear the national anthem. You might see a military jet fly over. The American flag seen everywhere on t-shirts, hats, and banners. No anti-American sentiment. Your kids will be safe, not to mention have a hell of a lot of fun. You'll be breathing fresh air when it's not exhaust fumes. Lots of sunshine and you will not see a mask anywhere. I'm on Truth Social now, building my account, Lou Santini 3. Lou.Santini3 on Instagram. Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube. LouSantini.com slash shop for a free no amateurs keychain with every t-shirt purchase. And you can support the show by going to LouSantini.com and clicking on the yellow donate button. Topic number three is next.
There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. A sense of entitlement. A constant need for attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else. Stupidly combined with the mindset of, I'm special, so treat me accordingly. Introducing the book, Amateur Nation. The Decline of Common Sense, Manners, and Social Skills. The second edition. Inside, you'll read the Amateur Mission Statement. The 30 Truths About Amateurs. The four stages of being an amateur. Amateur habitats and history. Social media plus me, me, me equals amateur. Technology and amateur behavior. With dozens of real funny photos, weird signs, and laugh out loud real life accounts and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by amateur nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills. The second expanded edition, available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon. Type Amateur Nation. Did you get get yours yet? yet? The new No Amateurs men's and women's t-shirts and keychains. The men's tees are a soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in sport royal blue, displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag centered atop. Available in medium, large, extra large, and double extra large. The women's tees are a lightweight, super soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in royal blue and are fitted, displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag. Available in small, medium, large, and extra large. The keychains are made from durable rubber with the No Amateurs logo and the waving American flag. T-shirts just $22.95, key changes $5. Please add $6.95 for shipping and handling for all orders inside the U.S., but free keychain with every T-shirt purchase, and if you spend $60 or more, your shipping is free. Available, Available at lucientd.com slash shop. Be a pro. Say no to amateurs and order your No Amateurs T-shirt and keychain today. Topic number three. Round of applause if you watch the WNBA. Uh, okay, I see. Well, chances are, until she got arrested, most people couldn't name three players in the WNBA or who won the championships the last three years. I know, they should make as much as the men in the NBA. Anyway... By now, you've heard about the pituitary case Brittany Griner being arrested in Russia for having less than a gram of cannabis oil in vape cartridges. Hey, good agent, good manager, good parents, good common sense, good riddance. She pleaded guilty to drug charges and faces up to 10 years in prison. Now, admittedly, that seems harsh and steep. I've never been one to be down with long-term prison sentences for minor possessions of something like marijuana and cannabis, especially if you have no intent to distribute. But she ain't in America. You know, the land of the free and home of the brave, except for her, it's the land of the constantly bitching amateurs and home of the whiny entitled pro athletes. And what's worse is Time Magazine, Time A magazine that used to be credible put this nobody on the cover with the title Brittany Griner and her fight for freedom. Yeah, she's Nelson Mandela. While America has its freedoms chipped away daily with vaccines shoved down our throats, gun rights challenged, censorship at every turn, mask crap, and most of America doesn't break the law. But we're supposed to care. You're telling me, Time Magazine, that there is nothing more cover-worthy? Shame on you, Time. And, of course, Lakami James chimed in, mentioning, why should she even want to come back to a country that doesn't have her back? And, of course, the grown man with a little boy brain backpaddled and removed his mutant foot from his bloated head and realized he stepped in it yet again. 
I'm sure Brittany Griner was thinking, shut up. And then there was talk of doing a prisoner swap and had Griner writing President Coloring Book asking him to do everything in his power to facilitate her release. And then he shook hands with the refrigerator and fell over. Again, she did break the law. Ten years for a gram of cannabis oil? That's kind of stupid. But also, again, you're not in America. That being said, I do think she'll be released because, like all members of the Hollywood elite, American politicians, and pro athletes, they get special treatment. You know, all that privilege. Further prediction, she will learn nothing. She'll give a lame statement written by her agent or publicist. She'll cry victim, throw America under the bus rather than saying I'm so happy and thankful and grateful to be back. There'll be no apology. There'll be no man, I did something really stupid sentiment. There'll be no I embarrassed myself, my team, the WNBA, my family, and America. There'll be none of that. Because it'll be everyone else's fault but hers, and she will show no contrition. Then BLM will pretend to care. Other celebrities will comment like they did something to help get her out. And America will stay distracted from Hunter Biden's treason and the rest of the Biden crime family's actions. And Dr. Jill will compare her to fried chicken or something else that's racist. I'm happy to be proven wrong. The Brittany Griner situation does not matter. America has bigger fish to fry. This is a distraction. Her race has nothing to do with her arrest. Her pseudo-celebrity status on a league that no one watches has nothing to do with her arrest. She did something illegal and, frankly, stupid. She has the money to lessen the blow or make it go away via her attorneys and agents and publicists and her connections. And, frankly, the fact that as of the recording of this podcast episode... This hasn't gone away, and it proves that she's nothing special. Well, if that was you, you'd want help. A, I wouldn't do something so stupid as to pack illegal drugs going to a foreign country, especially one like Russia. B, I don't badmouth America like she did. This is not America's problem. She wasn't abducted. She's not a hostage. This is not like the Olympic Village in Munich in 1972. This is an entitled amateur who thought she could get away with something. She shit on America every chance she got, and when she got caught doing something against the rules of another country, wants America to bail her out. Get lost, amateur. Can I interest you in something off the a la carte menu? Well, here we go. So when Trump wanted to build the border wall, it was racist. But now that the sanctuary cities in the U.S. don't want those dirty illegals in their cities, oh, it's time for the dev I mean commies, to finish the wall. Great ideas. Greatest when you think of them. So, amateur nation, masked up, hunkered down, social distanced, got jabbed a half a dozen times, put their little black box on their profile pic in support of BLM, later put the Ukrainian flag there, then the pride flag. Who's brainwashed exactly? Enjoy groupthink much? Be careful not to get on any train in large groups, amateur nation. Notice how, in addition to or instead of your posts on social media having that stupid COVID information crap attached, now it's climate change. You could literally post something, man, it's a nice sunny day today. Bam! For more information about climate change, click... Funny how they can't run two fake hoaxes simultaneously. Sheep can only digest one bad meal at a time. Isn't it nice to have social media and the government looking after you? So much care.
Ever notice the people who preach the concept of self-love and express sentiments like, I love myself, are clearly unhappy with themselves? They need to hear themselves say it so they think others believe it because they certainly don't. It's up to you and Nation to validate them. This is Amateur Nation. Everyone else must change. Everyone else, stop being racist. Include everyone. Love everyone. Love them. Pay for my health care and my college. And give me your money for a raise. Why? Because they don't love themselves. In fact, they're full of self-loathing, covered with prescription drugs, alcohol, bizarre appearances, gauged ears, a million pronouns, sleeve tattoos, and identifying however they want in an effort to convince themselves that it's individuality, when really they're doing what their fellow amateurs are doing, because if they don't, they'll be pariahs. And yet they want the world, as a group, to bend to their whims and will. Bill Gates, who is as much of a medical doctor as Taco Jill Biden, says the richest countries in the world should switch to synthetic meat. Why the rich nations? Why not the poorest nations? Seems like you could use that tyrannical brain of yours to stretch the food budget and supply to help the neediest and least financially prosperous nations to get nutrition. Yeah, better to make the rich be the guinea pigs. And by rich, I mean average Americans. Certainly not physical specimen and gym rat like the yoked Bill Gates. California's Emperor Newsom engaged in one of his favorite pastimes, and that is declaring a state of emergency, this time for monkeypox, a virus that is a known result of sexual transmission, by the way. But he had to because 0.00002%, that's two one hundred thousandths of a percent, has it. Batten down the hatches! Get inside! Wear a mask on your genitals! Time now for three pro things. Three things that are done right in the world. Number one. In line with my electric cars are a hoax stance, I love this tweet by at Private Freddy. At P-R-I-V-E-T-T-F-R-E-D-D-Y. At Private Freddy. Here it is. There should be a law that electric cars can only be charged by wind or solar power. If you're giving up fossil fuels, then give them up. Number two. You know, I haven't had a whiskey pick in a long time. Doesn't mean I haven't been trying new ones, but one finally had me take notice. Amador. Now, I had the small batch finished in Chardonnay barrels, but they also have two more that are finished in Port and Cabernet Sauvignon barrels, which I will be trying. But the one I had is a Kentucky whiskey finished in Napa Cellar Chardonnay barrels. It's 86 proof, by the way. Give it a shot. It's my whiskey pick for this episode, Amador Whiskey. Number three. Way back, I had talked about comedy legend Mel Brooks and his comments on how censorship and woke crap was killing comedy. I recently again watched the brilliant farcical comedy A Fish Called Wanda starring Monty Python legend John Cleese, and coincidentally, here he comes in the UK's website, The Daily Mail, as the article says, slamming woke culture for having a disastrous effect on creativity and canceling comics. The veteran funny man, now 82, said he does not believe comedians have the freedom to be funny anymore, blasting today's cancel culture as the death of creativity. Cleese said, I think it's particularly worrying at the moment because you can only create in an atmosphere of freedom where you're not checking everything you say critically before you move on. 
A lot of comedians now are sitting there, and when they think of something, they say something like, can I get away with it? I don't think so. So and so got into trouble when he said that. Oh, and she said that. So see what I mean? And that's the death of creativity. He also added, you can do the creation and then criticize it, but you can't do them at the same time. So if you're worried about offending people and constantly thinking of that, you are not going to be very creative. So I think it has a disastrous effect. The A Fish Called Wanda Star said he believes no comedian should ever be canceled for a joke and taboo topics are often a source of humor. The icon was riffing with other comics in front of the crowd in Texas when he talked about the competition between cultures over who has been more oppressed by colonizers throughout history. Pointing to world history being a history of crime, he added, it's a history of people who were stronger beating up people who were weaker. And it's always been that. It's deeply, deeply distasteful. And here's where it gets really good. But to pretend that one lot were worse than another? You do know the British have been slaves twice, right? Cleese explained, People get competitive about this business of being oppressed. We were oppressed, the English, by the Romans from about zero to four hundred. Despite the event being labeled a comedy panel, his remarks sparked horrified reactions and an awkward environment for those in attendance. Cleese rebutted claims that the, re- that the British Empire was the first to colonize communities from other states throughout his 90-minute performance entitled John Cleese in Conversation. The British comic insisted England was owed reparations from both Italy and France, referring to the historic invasions of the Romans and a thousand years later by the Normans under William the Conqueror. He told a stunned crowd, I want reparations from Italy. And then the Normans came over in 1066. They were horrible people from France and they colonized us for 30 years. And we need reparations there too, I'm afraid. His fellow comedians speaking at the event, Jim Gaffigan, Dolce Sloan, and moderator Dan Pasternak, all unsuccessfully attempted to draw Cleese away from his rant. Pasternak even explained to the audience at one point, and this is why your phones are locked up. As tempers started to flare, Sloan grabbed out and temporarily confiscated Cleese's microphone to cheers and applause from sections of the audience, reports The Hollywood Reporter. Never be silenced. Not for humor, and certainly not for facts. Speak up, pronation. It is your duty. Speaking the truth and sitting on the truth are two different things. Like I said, I'm on Truth Social now, Lou Santini 3, Instagram, at Lou.Santini3. Subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube. No amateur tees are on Etsy or at LouSantini.com slash shop. Free keychain with every order. Email the show with a topic idea or a comment and get both of those items for free. My email address is Lou at LouSantini.com. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast. It's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini, and this has been a big major production. Thanks, Lou. We'll see you next week.